Okay, we're joined now by QPR manager Ian Holloway. Ollie, thanks very much for joining us. And uh, the month of March, I think you just want to relive it, don't you? A lovely birthday and uh, four excellent results against difficult and challenging opposition. Um, yeah, it sounds good when you say it like that, doesn't it? I, th I think um, you just go through stages. Um, at football clubs, you go through stage um, like I did before here, where we... Um, we had an awful stage where things were broken. We had no money. We had to get rid of, and it hit rock bottom, um, which was the end of that season. After we got relegated, it took two and a half years to get it back to where I wanted it to be. Um, whereas here at the moment, I want to do it and, and change things around, but keep us in the status that we deserve, which is at least the championship, because you're only one step away from the Premier League, and it's tough when you introduce a lot of young players, but. You know, I'm delighted that the, the setup that Les has brought here and put here is working in the background because this group of young lads we've got, I needed to try and make room for, which is a huge risk. You could argue, why didn't you do that at the start of the season? Because if you're relying on a 19-year-old to play in your first team every week, it's tough. So I brought in a 25-year-old who I had last year in Lua Lua. I thought he might be able to help us tie them over and work on the kids below and and try and get some out of Yenny and Bako. In the end, it came to a stage where I thought they were in their way. So I had to take a massive risk um, because the future of this football club has got to come from young men, young men who, who aren't anything yet, who we make things out of. So, yeah, if it, I'm going to reflect on this month, having a bit of space. And when you look at the games that we needed to win or, you know, if you looked at them on the sheet, you'd think, oh, my God, where, where's our points coming from? But, you know, the beautiful thing about football is you've got to build confidence. And, it, and when the young kids have got ability, you need them to use it. And I think the senior ones have understood and helped them. So I'm delighted that we've got some things out of games where, where people thought we, we might not. And, you know, particularly after... Nottingham Forest because you only look at last year um, we had a terrible run where we couldn't stop the rot I don't feel like that now and, and I think that's what I want to take out of the month this squad is fighting through things you know even last Saturday we had a, a big problem being 2-0 down mm. it was a big problem within a minute we get back they knew they could take a good free kick and Burtz deserves all sorts of credit for that he's got them sneaky little ways about him that he talks and he looks for weaknesses in the opposition and he felt they held too high a line they certainly did he felt we we got the skill to hit Matt and he asked Matt to push in there because Matt is getting some goals lately and you know the, the way he took that was excellent so we needed that but the second half I was delighted with I thought we we grew you know and it and it wasn't the team that did well to the subs coming on really made a huge difference mm. because you need all different types and the pace that we brought on at the end, it caused them all sorts of problems. And if you're a good passing team like they are, good God, I mean, how many, how many passes have they had over throughout the course of them adding Mitrovic to their team? So we forced a mistake. It wasn't an mm. individual error. We forced a mistake. So, you know, it's all right saying that centre-half, he did that five minutes earlier and beat, Pav, didn't he? And left him, you know, but we had to be aggressive and we were. So I'm delighted for the lads because I think 
the performances, even against Derby, were after yeah. that yeah. was excellent. And and you, you know you've seen us before, and so it's nice to get some reward, and and that's the, the difficult thing. What's been the most pleasing thing in the last month? Because you you touched on the forest, you know you. Uh, I saw your comments after the game, hugely disappointed, and that wasn't us. So to come back from that with eight points from four games, some really, really good performances, what has been the most pleased? Is it just the way you've rebounded from that, or the character you've shown, or the way you've played, or the individual performances? You've tweaked it slightly at the back. Uh, was that on the back of Forest? But, you know, what's been the most pleasing thing for you as a manager of a group of players? I think it's them realising that we don't need five at the back to defend properly because we, we had five at the back against Forrest and I've been fighting with that all the time. It's okay, it's okay filling gaps, it's okay. So do you feel a bit on that sometimes, five at the back here, you've almost got safety in numbers because I've played in that sort of situation. Do you think that gets into the player's sort of psyche, if you like? Oh, we've got enough at the back so I don't need to, to cover as much or pair off my partner as such. A, is that something you saw and didn't like and had to make the change? I think it's habits you can get in. You can get in a habit of ordering everyone else around back there and really doing nothing. And um, I think when you look at the balance that we've had in our five, when we get the ball, we're not a five. We, we went to two at the back and pushed the right-sided centre back in, so we were 4-3-3. Three, three. Two at the back, three across the middle, two behind it and three up front. So we were trans transitioning in, in games and it's very difficult to do that all the time, particularly with an injury to yeah. one or two of those centre halves but I think largely it was down to losing those defenders when you haven't got any defenders left it, it's easier to get an extra man back there if you know what I mean yeah. so when we lost eight of them <laughs> not all together not all together but it was you know I've had to manufacture Pav into playing right wing but I've had to manufacture and that was almost Jordan. game after game wasn't it it was, it was. Yeah. different every game so really deep down you, you have, what you have to do is move towards the type of football that you want to get as a manager and and if you've, if you've got untold resources, you can go and spend over 100 million on a right back and a left back to make your team up, you know, like Man City have done. And, and you know, fair play to that man because he's still played his same way, but he's gone and bought the best in those positions to do that. Well, we're not like that. What we have to do is see what we've got, rearrange where we all are. Yep. And change the attitude to, of the lads who wear the shirt to actually come on. You can do this even on a bad day. So when, when it rains at QPR, i.e. we haven't got what we want, we don't sit there with a sad face. We just dust it off, eh? put a rain mac on and get going. You know, and I, I don't mind getting wet. And you know, this is what the club, if you lose, that's part of it. Don't lose badly lose well and come back fighting, be proud of yourselves. And I think that's what the team are doing. And, and it's whoever it is. That, that's the, the thing. If you look at Connor coming off the bench on the weekend, I thought he was unlucky not to score. He, he, he's worked harder there in like yep. 30 minutes than, than I could have asked anybody to do. And he almost got us the winner. So that's the, that's the difference. And, it, and it's, it's not about, aren't we playing well at the moment? It's about how we're not playing well or how it's going wrong and then we're turning it around. Do you see what I mean? That That is the essence of what I've been trying to build here, what Les has been trying to build here. And, and the different, difficult thing is, is trying to get those points in the championship. The championship is 
unbelievably difficult at the moment. You know, it's where everybody's pumping money in. Everybody's expected to be in the top and getting in the playoffs. And you can't have that. Someone's got to be down the bottom. Someone's got to be in the middle. Someone's got to be at the top. But what you've got to work is to ways of getting you there. You know, and, and I want to get there. Steve McLaren was on the telly on the weekend and he said some nice things about us and particularly how aggressive we were in the second half. But he likes three teams in the championship and I can understand why, because of the way they play. Well, I like how we're trying to play. There's still things wrong with it. We're still trying to score too quickly. We need to recycle the ball and have a bit of a rest with the ball rather than be chasing all the time. So, you know, I think the lads are realising that. We need to be more comfortable. And there's things that I'll be practising again today with no pressure of a game on the weekend. That, so I can take my time. The sun's out. We can, I know it's cold, but it it takes time to build this. But where, where it's coming from, I believe, is the attitude of the workers. It's not us. It's not. It's the attitude of the people who are coming through the door and the job that they want to do. That's what's pleasing me more than anything. You know, um, and the pride that they're showing to to put adversity behind them and keep going. I think that's the biggest, the most impressive bit because I had to go after that. I had to really show how Jerry used to show us. Yeah. Look at you here. What are you doing here? What is that? And that can be hurtful. That can be bad. It can be, but you need to take it in the right way. And since then, defensively, we've been so sound. And, and that sort of meeting can go one of two ways, can't it? When you... You do pull players up and pull them to task and point out a few things in no uncertain terms. The reaction of the players says an awful lot, doesn't it? And the fact that they've reacted by picking up eight points in four very challenging games, that must give you a, a huge sense of satisfaction, for want of a better word, that you've pulled them all up, told them what you think about them, and their reaction is to go out there and produce those performances for you. You got it all wrong. It's not for me, it's for them. There's a pride in what they do. They have a, a personal pride in what they do. And, and, and that's, I would say, what's lacking in what they call a so-called a modern footballer. There's not a personal pride in what you do. Mm. Right? So our boys are showing that, whoever they are. However old they are, they're all showing it. So, and they're pulling each other up now. And, and to be fair, <laughs> that's what you have to create that. And football these days, it doesn't do it. It creates atmospheres around things where you know you can be champions one minute and then not bother next and and we've seen it in recent years haven't we with Mourinho and Chelsea and and you know wow have you ever seen anything like that it Every, everyone here was gutted to see Chelsea go through that yeah yeah <laughs> anyway I'm not, listen I don't want to talk about them but you know it's it's very difficult to build something these days you know and I think you have to have a structure where this is how we play, this is what we expect, this is what you do. You should be an elite athlete, you should pass the ball, you should know that this is our club policy. And we've, we've got some fundamental um, principles of play in place now that I'm proud of, that QPR will never lose. You have to do certain things within four seconds, you have to get tight to your man, you mm. have to, have, when we lose it, you have to have six seconds of entire flat-out pressure before you take your defensive shape again, whoever you are. So if you're a centre-half and you're crossing it, you still press up there. So there's simple things and then tactics come after that. And you have to have an understanding of what tactics we're needing. You have to 
to pass that over to your however old the fella next to you is mm-hmm. you know so that that's coming and it's coming and it's coming and they'll get stronger and stronger through it but you know the the facts are we played a team the other day who are probably in the best form they've been in for years their, their results show it they got two nil up against us i spoke to my team about the type of team i needed i rewarded them for that but is and matt aren't my best chasers and runners when i took them off and put the other three on they were ready to go so how important is that as a manager that you can you know have the personnel at your disposal that as a manager sometimes because I've been one sometimes mm. you, you know you want to change it but sometimes you look at your bench and you haven't got the personnel that must be really really pleasing of what you've created but the squad the, the different type of players that within a game now you can tweak it and have a real positive impact yeah that's what you're trying to do isn't it? that's what you're trying to build you're trying to bring through your scouting network um, you're trying to bring the right ingredients to the table and, and unfortunately for me it's like a, a no, I shouldn't say unfortunately, that's the wrong word there, but when you inherit something, it's all about the top stair. You imagine you're landing in your house and you want to go in your bedroom, which is a game and you want to win, and you can't because the landing's chock-a-block of people. You can't get through. That's That was us. So, you know, what I have to do is sweep that clear so I can place people on there, off you go, and then we, we'll flow smoother, we'll, we'll get through it. And... With the amount of changes that we had, there was a huge difference of opinion on lots of different people, so they don't know their future. So that's the problem that you get. And then you've got all the young ones coming flying up behind that, and there's no room for them to go. So if you, if you look here, the landing's clear. I've cleared the landing to a point where, um, where I believe they'll have a chance to make a mistake and then get over it, and I can go again. And that's when you realise, you know, when Jerry coached us and he he didn't you need to do that and you need to do this and then not pick you because he put someone else in to do it yeah. do you see what I mean so what he made us play through things that's when you improve so but luckily for me I, I've, I've got the the right sort of ingredients at the moment to be able to pick a team that might need an aerial threat and need a floaty footballer behind that and then two pacey ones up and down on the outside I've got that at the moment you know and if I wanna, if I wanna have a team of chasers and runners, um, even with the injuries that we've got up front, I can pick that at the moment, and that's through us functioning correctly as a football club. In other words, Penny has come in very quietly, and we haven't been able to give him anything to do really, apart, you know, like money-wise. But what he's done is bring the club together. All the scouts watch our under twenty threes. Right, so they're check, checking our under twenty threes. All our scouts have seen us play as a first team, so they know what I'm trying to do. They understand through Penny that this is what Ollie wants. And now we're not going to block any one of these young kids coming through. So we're mm. we know what we've got, and it sounds it sounds silly, but that you you have to know what you have internally first coming through. You then go very careful to encourage it to and and I'm really impressed with the people that we've got here who've been doing that anyway and now all I've done is try to get yep. the blockage out the way and that however that is sometimes that might be your best player you might sell your best player and you might move on because other clubs have successfully done that so it ain't about who you lose it's about 
who you're getting through and 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 I know our fans like the back of my hand I know what they want and they want to associate with people who care about their football club and they have to have a sprinkling of skill mate so we understand that you know we understand that at QPR but it, it also those skillful ones sometimes they don't win your things on their own you need the right blend so I, I'm more impressed with however people are helping the skillful ones learn how not to be skillful on <laughs> and also do the other side of the job you know which is when we go back to when we had success here I still felt we bred the wrong attitude right because our skillful ones I felt from afar I might be wrong had the wrong attitude as a you know me they had have had the wrong attitude I'd have been arguing with them you know what I mean because I argued with Roy Wegley when he didn't work hard enough you know, he might have been our best, most talented player, but if he gave the ball away, mate, why ain't he running five yards back to stop that bloke getting it, you know? It ain't God-given, is it? <laughs> you know, oh, he's meant to beat me all. No, you work your backside off, son. And then all of a sudden, what we're all fighting for makes sense, you know? And um, it's tough. It's, 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 it's tough because I know what everyone wants, but we're going to get there, but we'll get there in a different way. And I think the way is right, I think, the young lads are proving me right. You show faith in people. You work with people. You, and if it ain't happening, like Rem at the minute, he he's, he's he's he played well. He scored a great goal. Um, the lads behind him came back in and done well. He's got to learn. He's got to learn. Oh, I got to fight my way back in. So I'm expecting him to do more to get back in. You know. And if you look at Abira, he's probably had to wait after behind a couple. You know. It wasn't quite going when he came and made the chat, but he's he's proving that I hang on, I want I want that opportunity. So it's about character. Yeah, just ask you something yeah. as a manager. Then I'm just yeah. intrigued. You know, so you've got all the youngsters coming through, which is brilliant. But as a manager, so you look at let's say your Berrieze at the minute. Mm. You know, people all wax lyrical about him. As a manager, how hard can that be sometimes to manage expectations from afar within the group? Um, from a from a skill set as a manager, is that quite tough, or is it quite easy? <laughs> the hardest thing in the world is to is to see where someone is and realise what he needs to do, and um, encourage him to do that. Because sometimes people, when he's not picked, oh look at him! What's wrong with that? So the, the problem is the manager, not the boy. <laughs> so. What you got to be realistic about is, is, is scores. Can we win with him in the team? I think Ilias Chair is a fantastic player. Honestly, I think he's a fantastic, beautiful, the sort of player that I want to try and help get better. But we ain't won with him playing yet. So he's got to learn. Sit over there, mate. What ain't we quite... What have we lost with you playing? He might be unlucky, but I think Brentford at home, he was probably our best player on the day. We lost 4-1 to them. I didn't bring him off. Right, um, I've changed my squad around since then because I've liked what he's done. I think I like his character, but we ain't one with him in. So unlucky, son. Go and sit over there. Now, if the fans were moaning at me for not picking him, do you know what I mean? They'll have to because that's called experience. And the 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 thing that that you can't buy is experience. Twenty years of doing this is is holding me in good stead because it's easy to get your head wrong. And then panic about, oh, what should I do here? What should I do here? And, and really, I'm only going to go back to the type of football that I want to play, whether I can play it yet or not, right? 
I'm going to go back to it. And we're getting closer and closer to what I would love to play in this standard. And we're working at it. Do you know what I mean? We're working at it. The ingredients I've got, or we're working at it. And the young ones have really made a difference because behind the scenes, their attitude is fantastic. It really is. Um, I feel that they they can feel a way through. Yeah. Now I feel that's so important. That's important. That, that's vital for me yeah. as the manager of this because I feel that's what our fans want. Do you see what I mean? I feel I know what they want and. And if they can keep sticking with the team and keep behind the team, like they did the other day, we were nil-nil at half-time and it, we weren't playing well. They didn't boo us, they didn't moan, because I've said, please don't do that. You know, please don't do that. And and that was a risk. You know, I've had all sorts of mail, haven't I, about don't go early and all that. But I didn't mean it like that. I mean, we... I mean, this is going to be a building thing for all of us and, and I think it's going to be worth it in the end, you know? for QPR for their fans because we're going to have homegrown wonderful young lads if they're not stolen you know let's be perfectly honest the the way things are we we had Josh Bowler is, is he has he played for Everton yet but he played 12 minutes for us and I couldn't keep him in the summer so who, who's, who's to know but what I'm what I'm pleased with is behind the scenes behind everything what our fans don't see is is when we didn't sign anyone who could score goals in the window. That was going to be an issue. That was a brave thing I did there. But it was the right thing, I think, because it will let some of these kids get into the team. So that was the biggest thing of my managerial career so far, was to take that risk. Because if Lua Lua had gone off and scored a load of goals for somebody, if Yeni Mbakotu had gone and scored a load of goals for somebody, if... Sharon Cherry would have gone and scored a load of goals for someone if Poulter would. Do you know what I mean? That's the risk that you run all the time. So it was tough. The biggest one I didn't let happen was Ibire going back to Wickham. I felt he could play for us. I felt he could do things. I feel I believe in the boy and I believe we need that sort of difference. And, and at the moment, we have a big problem, I feel, which is we try and score off almost every time we win the ball. You have to have a time where you rest with the ball. We have to get better at resting with the ball. That's what that boy did at Villa for us. Every time it went to him, it was going to stick and he could move it and he could keep it and he could do it. And with the balance of the wide lads, you know, we haven't seen enough of Samuels yet. We haven't seen Shea Till yet. We haven't seen the ones who I believe out wide might be able to, you know, Shadipo, hopefully he'll come back. So we, we also have to have the right blend and, you know, um, so there's a lot, a lot of things to do, and I hope it looks better for everybody. Um, but you never know. You never know that what the next performance is going to bring because the championship is so scary. And it, whatever happens, it ain't going to deter me from actually keeping on at this lot to make them do what they're doing in a minute. And they are doing it. Every step of the way, they are doing it. They are running each other. They are talking to each other. They are anyone who doesn't do anything right on the grass out there. They are correcting that. It's exactly what I wanted them to do. Take full responsibility for things. And, and as I keep saying, it's all about the end goal, which is can we keep improving? QPR can we keep improving can we keep improving can we keep improving 
to not just stay at this level, to get players who can play at a higher level, who will be younger than the ones we've bought in the past, right? So they'll be here for the right reasons, which is not money, it's the joy of getting better. And when you get that right, anything can happen. And, the, you know, the fact of it is if you look at Sessignon on Saturday, right, got brought off. First thing, give him a kick with the help of Ryan down mm. there. They didn't get it all right, did they? They didn't. They didn't. Ryan let his man go once or twice or and first didn't tell him. And I've just walked in and said, Yoy, keep him awake in front of you. Do you know what I mean? you got to learn. you got to learn what your teammate needs and who he is and what he's like and, and find out about him to help him. You know, and that's what we had when we played here and we turned from wherever we were into a team that finished fifth. And yeah. I always said, we always said, we should have been at least second that year. We lost to Swindon twice because our minds weren't right as a group before the goddamn games against them. It's true. We thought we could just turn up. We thought we could, you know, it ain't about that, is it? Yeah, you've got it's to go about, and do it, haven't you? It's about winning, isn't it? And, and what's... I think is happening. I think the under twenty threes is getting closer and closer to the first team. They they won't go boing boing. They won't like Hamelainen has. He's gone into the team when Jimmy was here, or to, even before that, when Chris played him, and now he's nowhere near it. Well, come on, son, sort your life out. There's going there's a squad underneath that's going to be trained with us, right? With Chris and me and Birch at the minute. Underneath that, so you got to keep your development going. And if you fall out of that team, that's your fault. Nobody else's because you got to keep working on your development instead of oh, where am I now? I'm right over there. I'm disjointed now. I'm never going to get another chance. And that's happened, and that's spoiled a few people here, where we haven't got that now. We got a catch net of where we're going. It's connected. There's still things wrong, right? But we're working towards fixing them you know and then hopefully the contracts that we give out will be the right contracts they will be geared towards being rewarded if and when you've done something not for what you've already done because that ain't successful in life you are should be judged on the next thing you do the last thing you've done you should be looking at learning from if it was good great you probably won't learn much if it was bad, you got an opportunity to learn loads of things about yourself first and then all the other ones around you. So it was a nice month, right? We've now got Reading. Start, that was the start of it all. Pre-season, they mullered us. First game of the season. Five, four, five weeks later, we mm. beat them. Played really well. And we did. So, But we're going to have to play really well again to stop them passing because that's what their manager wants to do. And then, yep. So which team am I going to have to pick? <laughs> it's fun, isn't it? <laughs> Just finally, we'll let you get away to <clears throat> take training. Um, the last two games have been two excellent results. The, the win at Villa Park and the draw at Craven Cottage. How much pleasure did you get from seeing the QPR fans at the final whistle being full of voice after those two games? To tell you the truth... Um, Villa was fantastic, I have to say, because we got the right result that we deserved. Um, even at the end, I could talk how I get at times. I was fuming that we let a goal in. <laughs> no, I can't help yeah. it because I... And it almost spoiled the rest of the game because it was a corner. They took it short. 
what's your job? Just do your damn job. Someone didn't do their job, they should have been out there anyway. So I, Chris Ramsey quite rightly said to me, just enjoy it all. Because <laughs> I was ready to go mad. And, <laughs> and then Fulham being two down, listening to their fans, starting to sing. It's happening again on the telly. You know what I mean? I was fuming. And then I was having a ruck with their assistant manager who really don't like me and I don't really care. Um, so I was telling their manager to shut him up because I thought I was going to have a fight. And then I felt we deserved to win. So coming off, I clapped our fans and I was still emotional about mm. we should have won. Do you see what I mean? So it probably spoiled that one. But in hindsight, over the next couple of days, having watched it back, having watched us, having watched where they are, what they've spent, who they've got, how they pass it, how they move, what they look like in the second half when we got about them, mm. we were all over them and around them and hounding them and chasing them. And, you know, for me, I couldn't be prouder, you know, and then to walk off and hear that crowd and to see how many there was um, on such a bitterly, bitterly cold day. It's a, it's a memory I'm going to have there when it's my final moments. That will come back. And it's nice, but, you know, the, the facts are you have to have standards and you have to try and stick to them. And, and when you see your lads attempting to live that way and work that way and do that, it's very, very pleasing, you know. Because sometimes in the modern game, um, the way things are, you might not get long enough to see that. So to have seen the last, particularly two performances, to see us fight back after a real bad performance and then pick up on my positive take on how I believe they can play and how they have been playing, how that was so short on a mark, you lot. I'm delighted for them because they didn't deserve to be where we are, but results do that. So if we keep doing what we're doing, I believe, and now if we keep doing it, it's easier for, for me to convince them because mm. they've seen the scores. If you saw the faces at Villa, I went, Oi, what's wrong with you? You should expect to be able to do that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You should expect. Don't you realise how good you are? And maybe they don't. You know, maybe they don't, but it, in the whole world of football, I remember having a real good team. We were part of a really, really good team and we lost the centre forward who scored 20 odd goals. And then we got relegated the following year. We tried to buy somebody. We tried two young kids to come in, Kevin Gallon, Danny Diccio, to take Les's place. And, and you'd already moved. Um, it was impossible. So we went from being a real good team who got lots of good scores. And we weren't that far off of being that if we'd have replaced Les. We brought Mark Aitley, who didn't score, who got injured. And it was too much for the two young uns. They were still good players. And the rest of us looked rubbish by the end of the season. So, and we got relegated. So, wow, you know, if, if we had someone who had 20-odd goals, right, if we can find someone or make someone score 20 odd goals, that's what we're going to need. We've got someone in the assists up there, but we haven't got someone in the finishing up there. And that would make all the difference. They've just took Mitrovic, who scored seven in 
six games now. Mm. How much have they paid for him? Loan fee and his wages. <gasps> well, I want to build and bring our own young'uns who might be able to do that, and it's tough, but every time they go out there, every time they take them steps, the positivity in my life is growing, and I want our fans to feel that way. Yeah, and sometimes they got to trust me. I'll take them out. Oh, you slap, have some, sort your life out. That ain't right. You were late. You ain't thinking right. You ain't, th do you know what I mean? I'm going to have to do that. But I want them to help me encourage them by how they feel in our ground when we get there, how they are like at Fulham. We were still singing. Mm. We were 2-0 down. We were still singing. And, and it was wonderful, mate. And that really helped my team. You know, even part of my speech after, oh, have you heard them? Come on. They want you, they want to see what you did in that. Do you know what I mean? Come on. Because we had chances, didn't we? But they petered out. Whereas Villa, bang, bang. Yeah? And Pav getting through, fantastic. What a finish. That's all we're going to need, you know? But you've still got to have that huge ingredient of character, which I believe we're showing all across the board, you know, to come on off the bench for us as one of these young'uns. How proud am I of what they're trying to do? Do you see what I mean? Mm. How little Smiley belting up the line there, you know, like a little <laughs> ferret in it. He's like, go right up a drain pipe. Fantastic, you know. And, and when you bring someone off, yeah, Big Matt looked disappointed Saturday, but he was still respectful. You know, he was still respectful because that was his old team and he felt he might score the winner. But And when the lads come on, the difference they're making. So, listen, it's, it's not getting carried away. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I think we got a long, long way to go to, the, to become the sort of team I want us to be. But um, I'm very pleased for the, the players themselves of how they're being received by our wonderful supporters and how they're encouraging each other to do the most important thing which is fight through adversity because when I first came here we hadn't come back from being behind at all for what 18 months how can that be do you know what I mean mm. how can that be it's only a bump in the road isn't it a goal against is only a bump in the road you got to end up one goal more than them and I was gutted we didn't do that Saturday so thanks for everybody your effort your effort as fans to come over there was I know you didn't have very far to go, but wow. The noise you made, the way you felt, it felt like a win. Unfortunately to me, it wasn't a win. I wanted a win for you. And I felt we should have done with what we produced. Um, Smith, Smith is there, Matt Smith had that one-on-one. -on -one. Um, Connor almost had a chance there. Luke Freeman's effort, you know. Mm -hmm. And to do that to a team who'd been beating everybody around them was... Um, very good. Great hearing from Ian Holloway there. He's certainly got the bit between his teeth and uh, he's enjoyed this month so far and um, he deserves that because there have been periods that have been difficult this season. We've had our ups and downs, which is the typical QPR way, but certainly at the moment, not only the performances, but they've been matched by the results as well and against some very difficult opposition. He's had a terrific month and he should be really pleased and you can almost sense he's keeping, keeping the lid on it a little bit, you know, but since the Forest game, which, you know, was... And what's interesting is he keeps bringing up the Forest game. Like, I, think I think most managers really, really would try and get it nah, out of people's thinking, but 
after every single game, bar none, after Derby, Sunderland, Villa and Fulham, post-match, he has brought the Nottingham Forest game up every single time. Yeah, so think, uh, it's taken a while to get it out of his system. Yeah, I think as a manager, that really hurt him. Not just the defeat, but the, probably the manner. You know, he was quite scathing uh, after the game. And I said quite rightly so, you know. But since then, I'm a great believer. You, you, it's all about your next game. You're as good as your next game. And since the Forest game, you know, we certainly played well enough to get something. Arguably should have beat Derby. You know, we beat Sunderland in a, scra- a scrappy um, game, but an important game. Clean sheet gives you the confidence to go to Aston Villa. And let's face it, Villa Fulham on paper with the way they were playing and the runs that were on. I don't think many people mm. give us a chance, but we've been absolutely outstanding. So credit to Ollie, his coaching team and all the players. And uh, we spoke about the, the fact that on the... The Monday afternoon Nottingham Forest game, a few home truths were sounded out to the players as a group. And those sort of meetings, like when I asked him about it, he said, well, you've got it wrong. It's about the players. It's not the first time I've got things wrong. It won't be the last. But the other point is, after that sort of meeting, if we'd have gone on a run of four bad results, almost as a manager, like, well, I've just given them the stick and got no reaction it becomes a lot more difficult. So it, was in, it, it must be great as a manager to, to get that reaction when you, when you have had to be a little bit honest with, with your group. Well, I think from afar, looking from the outside in, I would have fully expected some home truths to be said almost straight away against Forrest and certainly on a Monday. You'd be um, more concerned if they weren't. Yeah, having played with the managers and the career I've had, I would have been a little bit alarmed if that was just left and brushed under the carpet. It wasn't. Uh, he's still hurting now, but he, he seems to put it behind him. The player seems to have responded in a, in a real positive manner. And uh, let's face it, we've had a really, really good four games. Mm. Still a long way to go yet. Got the international break and I would hope, and I know he wants to, and I know the players want to, they want to finish on a high. You know, get as many points as we can. Let's get into the summer uh, with a real optimism about what we can do. You know, the youngsters coming through and get everyone enthusiastic during the summer about coming back for the new season in uh, in August. I'm also joined by Matt Webb. Webby, we had the... The draw against Derby, when arguably mm. we could have got all three at Loftus Road. We had the win over Sunderland. Scrappy, but deserved the three points. And then the trips to Aston Villa and Fulham. Like Sint says, probably no one expected us to get anything from those games. We have had a bit of travel sickness about us uh, this season. Well, going back beyond this season. But two excellent results. And have we put our, uh, our travel sickness to bed? Well, I, it was quite a nice line. He after the Villa game, he, he said to the players, they were looking around, maybe a little bit amazed, and he said to them, "Do you see how good you are and how good you can be?" So that was nice. And I thought we touched on the back four, which has been uh, which has been kind of pointed out as as maybe a reason why results have improved. I think switching to a back four, as we, we've seen the results of, of switching to a back four, and it was quite interesting. You said to him since do do players get get comfortable being in a certain position if you've got five at the back do you get comfortable knowing that as there's safety in numbers as you were so I thought that was quite interesting as well what did you think of what you said about that yeah I think so um you know numbers it can it can sort of lull you in you know and it's I say time and time again and sometimes I'm shot down but uh, the game has never changed formations win you nothing Formations give you a base to play for. Then the players go on and interpret what you want. Um, you know, going back to when Jimmy was here, I remember the Newcastle game when we got absolutely hammered. 
three of those goals against Newcastle. I remember coming in and watching them back with Paul. We had an eight in the box against three attackers, and they scored. Uh, so sometimes, you know, when you've got numbers around you, you don't quite do what you're supposed to do, i.e. getting tight, winning the first header, staying with runners, etc., etc. So... Uh, no, it's been a it's been a big plus. I think uh, you know since going back to four at the back, I think your two centre backs have been outstanding. I think we've seen the we're starting to see the real emergence of Darnell Furlong. You know, mm. as a full back with his pace. Jake Bidwell, I feel, has been outstanding in the last Brilliant. few games Best uh, month, isn't he? as a defender, but also getting forward, which I saw him a few times at Brentford. That's what he used to do. Yogerby's got forward more in a four than what he did in a wing back, um, yeah. which sort of defies the logic of the formation so there you go formations win you nothing and I think statistically Jake Bidwell has created more opportunities not assists as in goals but created more goal scoring opportunities there's only, there's only two players in the team that have created more and that's Luke Freeman and Masaluongo and third is Jake Bidwell for opportunities created so he is certainly getting forward and, and helping out Offensively, Obviously, he got the goal at Villa Park as well. You mentioned Darnell Furlong. He's played 16 times now this season. That's the most he's played in a season for QPR. Last season, he managed 15. And he does seem to have really grown and emerged more and more this season. Well, he's had a little run of games as well, mm. which I think it, 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 it's... How helped. much does that help? Don't underestimate. It's huge. I think it's very hard, certainly for a youngster, because uh, what is Darnell? 22, he's still mm. a youngster. You know, very inexperienced in terms of games played. I think it's very hard for a youngster to go in and uh, almost have to seize your chance, but probably know you only get a couple of games. Or he seems to have that belief that the manager's got in him now, uh, and he's uh, he's playing really, really well. Delight for him. He's a super kid, mm. and uh, he's got a bright future. How much will he benefit from coming up against a a player like Ryan Sessegnon and doing so well against him? Well, if you look at the the last two games that he's that he's had, you know, you don't come up against two better players, Albert Adoma and mm. Albert Aston Villa. You know, I was on commentary and Darnell almost forced him to play as a auxiliary left back, if you like. You know, forced him back. Sessegnon's been lauded. People say he should be in England squad, should be going to the World Cup. Well, Darnell, you know, was outstanding again mm. at the weekend. So much so that young Ryan Sessegnon got taken off you know he is a talented player and he is entitled to a poor game but uh, Darnell was Darnell was really really good okay and now I suppose it's uh, you look at the other players as well that have have really emerged and Pavel Showick again in recent weeks has done well defensively against Fulham he he had to deal with the the threat of Fredericks and while there was the the one time he got away from him and Fulham go on and score he did by and large do very well against him. Even as he was voted man of the match by the QPR fans. Even aside from his his equaliser, he he would have been up there as a man of the match contender, wouldn't he? For me, he was the best player uh, for us. You know, he, he's worked right as it is. Every time he pulls on the shirt, is incredible. You know, uh, lacks a little bit sometimes um, with his with his end product or his his final cross or his finish. But what we saw on Saturday, you know, once he got away, was that real composure. Um, to, to, to get us the point uh, and I'm really really pleased for him big season for him you know with the World Cup looming you know um, he's had a spell on the sides he'll want to play he'll want to play and he'll want to play well and if we get the benefits of that uh, and if he goes into the World Cup squad full of confidence well that means he's done well for us and Webby just a word on Mas Luongo three in five he's got now and I think it's four in ten 
people have often been saying he just needs to add mm. goals. Well, he is certainly doing that and not meaningless goals, crucial goals. Yeah, he's, he certainly has done that. And I think it's interesting, um, Ollie was saying about uh, Birch and how they, they've been working on set pieces and he has these, these sneaky way of scoring set pieces. Masses three goals have actually all come from set pieces, mm. which has been really interesting. We had the goal against... We looked... Um, yeah, the header against Derby. Yeah, we had, last month as well, there was a goal against Bolton. Do you remember Matt Smith headed it back across uh, and Joel Lynch scored the header? And it's obviously something they've yeah. been working on, so that was quite interesting. But yeah, interesting to see that all Mass's goals have come from set pieces. So obviously something that's been worked on. Well, since it was um, an excellent result, as it turned out to be at Craven Cottage, and not just on the pitch with the, the point against Fulham, but before the game... And your 10-mile walk to help raise vital funds for the Down Syndrome Tiger Cubs. Tiger Feet 9 from Loftus Road to Craven Cottage via Leeds. <laughs> um, 10 miles in total. And it was a, a good group of you. How was it? That was brilliant. Uh, again, great to take part in. It's my third. You know, third in a row. Uh, the walk was really nice. Most of it along the Thames and back. And, you know, amongst Queen's Park Rangers fans who, who love the club and you know, it was it was bitterly cold. Mm. You know, four hours out and that, then uh, to sit and watch the game. Uh, have to admit, I've never been as cold watching a game of football in my life. But going back to the walk, you know, left Loftus Road at eight o'clock. Uh, really, really good. It's a great cause, humbling experience, and um, hopefully we've raised lots of money. And I would imagine you get to hear a few stories. Are there a few parents from the Cubs who do the walk as well? Yeah, uh, you know, parents, people who've done all nine walks from when it started, you know, people, uh, I wouldn't say fancy dress this year, you know, people walking without any socks on, all sorts of things, you know, it's all all to raise money for for what I feel is a, is a wonderful clo- uh, cause, credit to our community trust, Andy Evans and, he, and his team, you know, it's um, it's brilliant and I'm delighted to to be able to play my very, very small part in it. Well, more than £8,000 has been raised and like you say it goes towards the upkeep, upkeeping the work towards the Tiger Cubs which is hugely popular and it's always great to see the reaction they get when they go onto the pitch and they had it before the game against Sunderland and also it was great to see the reaction of the Sunderland fans as well as the Tiger Cubs went round it it does seem to unite everyone in the stadium when those Tiger Cubs come out doesn't it um, but they've raised more than £8,000 already if you would like to give and haven't had the opportunity to as yet you can still do so by visiting virginmoneygiving.com forward slash team forward slash tiger feet nine or just google tiger feet nine and all the details will be there okay well it's been great to catch up with ian holloway and reflect on a couple of excellent results for the r's on the road next up of course we make the trip to reading before hosting norwich city over the easter bank holiday weekend we'll be back next week to preview those thanks for listening to the loftcast Thank you.